Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of the Grow Flow podcast, where our mission is to help bring you the best information, tips, tricks, interviews, insights to manage and grow your licensed cannabis business. My name is Joe Stolte. I'm the Chief Revenue Officer at Growflow, and I'm joined by Travis Steffen. I'm the CEO at Growflow. Boom. And on this very first episode, what we're going to try to do, number one, is not put you to sleep, keep you awake for the next 15 or 20 minutes. Um, but number two, um, really just kind of lay out our story, more specifically Travis's story, so you can know your hosts and about Growflow and about what we're up to. And, uh, and that will really set the stage for everything we're going to do in the future. And most of these episodes are going to be about you and bringing you insights and helping you get more of the things that you want to scale and manage and grow your cannabis business. But today, we're going to be selfish. We're going to talk about ourselves. Is that cool? Fantastic. Um, let's roll. <laughs> so um, because this is our first episode and uh, I've never in my life had a photographic memory, I have notes. If that's okay. <laughs> so um, right off the bat, uh, let's just jump in. So Travis, tell us about yourself, man. Let's see uh, where to start. So I've been very fortunate in my career. I've been in technology, starting software businesses, scaling them and selling them for the past 12 years or so. And Growflow was my very first Canvas venture, but it was also the first venture that I came on board as CEO to an existing company. Our incredible founders, Rufus and Tom, had gone through an accelerator program, I want to say it was late 2016, early 2017, called The Foundation. And The Foundation was actually run by a friend of mine, Dane Maxwell, um, who I met because he's also from Iowa, which is where I was born and raised. So random. Yeah, super random. But I was effectively, thankfully, because of the the diversity and nature of the things that I had done in my career, I had the privilege to be able to work with some accelerator programs as a mentor to help new startup founders and so forth. And these two guys, Rufus and Tom, just they were outliers in that whole cohort because they just did every single thing that anybody asked them to do. And it worked, which is incredibly rare. And it's weird to say that. Because I, I remember when you were calling me like, oh, I'm advising this company as these guys in cannabis. And they literally just do everything I tell them in their business is like 4Xing right now. Yeah, it was actually really interesting because most of the companies in the accelerator program were going through the accelerator program. So the end of every accelerator, for the most part, you get a demo day. It's your opportunity to pitch to investors. And that's why most people are in it. They actually took an opportunity to listen and do what people were saying and learn. And the two of them basically... One of them was, Tom was working at Oracle and Rufus had gone through uh, a couple different other companies in his past and he wanted to start a dispensary. But in the act of talking to customers, they actually just identified a bigger need in the state of Washington and that's what became Growflow early, early on. They had a friend of Rufus's who act as their first salesperson who was effectively a cameraman sleeping on Rufus's couch in exchange for Rufus paying his bills, who was just cold calling all day long. And it worked. And I just started having a call with him every week for two years. Yeah. And then they, um, he just started asking me if I knew any good CEOs that might be able to take the helm because they felt like their strength was not in managing people or culture or fundraising. It was just in product innovation. I had just started another company recently and raised money for it. So it took a little bit of time and he wore me down over the course of several months. And then I agreed to jump in knowing that I had no experience in cannabis whatsoever, but I was bringing experience from all these other industries. And I'd worked with 
a number of incredible people like yourself, you know, Joe and I had started a company together and, and sold it very quickly previously and had just been collaborating for years uh, in, in other companies and on other, other projects and just said, look, you know, this is a really unique time. It's a really unique venture and it's a really unique opportunity. And, and that was kind of how my involvement then it all that's that's the beginning of the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, so take us back though. So like if I want to get to know Travis, mm. like give us the give us the origin story. Like where did you grow up? How did you even get involved with entrepreneurship? Mm. I mean, do you been you're kind of a savage peak performance human being. So just give us a quick bit on your background oh. and like what makes you? Give us the background story. The quick and dirty um grew up in Iowa. My mom was a teacher. My dad was a construction worker, super blue collar upbringing, uh, no entrepreneurs in my family or in the world around me whatsoever. So I didn't even consider that as an option. I was so focused on sports. I wanted to go be in the NFL or go be in the UFC and actually kind of made a run at both. At one point, I went and played division one football, tore my Achilles tendon. And then um, after I rehabbed that, got into fighting professionally, moved to Thailand, and while I was over there, just kind of realized, like, what am I doing with my life? I'm not contributing anything to humanity. What, what legacy am I leaving? I have a certain level of intellectual ability that I have not in any way been made to feel that it's okay to exercise. It was a very hyper-masculine culture where I grew up. And um, inevitably, just starting to dip my toes in the waters of entrepreneurship at the University of Northern Iowa, they had an entrepreneurship program, and there wasn't it wasn't a major, it wasn't even a minor, it was like a certificate, but they gave you an office and they gave you like free computers and all these resources. And I just thought that was really cool. And um, I was borderline unemployable. I, I did not respect my bosses that I was working for in any of these weird jobs that I had, except for when I was interning at an MMA gym and my my boss at the time was like a, a UFC Hall of Famer. And I just started- So what you're saying is you're basically- uniquely qualified to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so my parents basically said, you're, you're either going to need to start something of your own or you're going to be on the street or something like that. And I was like, all right, well, that leaves one option. <laughs> so started to just learn. And I didn't have a business background, didn't go to school for business and kind of just learned by messing up over several years. And you've built and sold how many companies now? Seven. Seven. And I mean, eight, if you count selling one to one of my other companies, but I don't. So yeah, that's... <laughs> I love it, man. So you got this incredible background, built and sold seven companies. You raise capital for a company. Mm. Rufus and Tom call you. They say, hey, man, um, you know any good CEOs? We're looking to bring on a CEO to scale Growflow to the next level. Um, and eventually you came over. Of course, you called me. Yep. Um, and, you know, we've called a few other people. But, like, walk everybody through kind of what's happened since then. Because it feels like, like, two days, but it's been like two years and yeah. so much growth has happened. It's been almost exactly two years for me. I think I, I jumped in in February of 2019 with the intention of saying, I'm going to be the ghost in the machine for 90 days. I don't want to publicly be seen as a CEO. I just want to get to the, know the team and see if they're even open for new leadership, just to see what I've got to work with and what I have on my hands and if this is something that I want to take on. Because if they weren't, then it's not something that I wanted to do they were amazing. Like everybody just wanted to learn. Everybody was super interested in, in just building the company as, as big as it could be. I think the company had maybe 15 people at the time and, um, had, had raised a little bit of money. I want to say a little over a million dollars, uh, through, you know, 60 plus 
investors. And and so they were all small checks from people who are not professional investors and for the most part, not funds. There are one or two small checks from funds in there. But um, then about 60 days in, I was like, all right, I've seen what I need to see. I'm going to come on full-time as CEO. And you're my first call. And then a couple of the other folks that we've collaborated with in the past were second, third, and fourth calls. And, um, you know, kind of the rest is, is history. Since then, you know, we've, the first thing we did was inject solid business fundamentals into a company that had basically nothing except for pretty significant product market fit in the state of Washington. Yep. Unfortunately for most companies, that's the hardest thing to get. So we were very fortunate that that was already a hurdle that was overcome before we even came in. So the opportunity felt even more unique. Yeah. Really quick though. So I'm, I'm a cultivator. I'm not in the software space. What the hell is product market fit? What does that even mean? Right. So product market fit basically is a, a, you know, just a piece of business jargon that describes how closely you're addressing the needs of the customer, how much value you're giving them as it specifically pertains to a problem that they're having. And if your if your product has product market fit, it means your product is a perfect fit for the market to solve a specific problem that they're having right now. Evidenced by them opening their wallet, taking money out of their bank accounts and putting it into yours. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And and sticking around over the course of time uh, and continuing to get the value from whatever you've created. And that's it sounds like a simple concept, and it's a simple concept to understand, but it's profoundly difficult to create. No, it's super hard. Like if you think about one of the hardest things to do in business is to innovate, right? It's to like build something. It's to find the person you're going to serve, figure out what they want, and then actually give it to them and continue to do so in a way where they continue to give you their money, their attention, their whatever the thing is they're giving you in exchange. That's like why the vast majority of businesses fail. Mm. They haven't cracked that code. So Rufus and Tom and and, and the rest of the original team nailed it. Nailed like it. crushed it in Washington. Absolutely. And yeah. they did it just by talking to as many customers as they possibly could getting to know them on an intimate level and the problems they were experiencing, surveying the rest of the competition and figure out how not to do things and just doing things differently. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, cool. So what the heck is Growflow? So Growflow, to put it in, in simple terms, helps cannabis companies manage and grow their businesses better and faster. And a little bit more detail, Growflow offers compliance tools, inventory management tools, point of sale solutions, analytics, sales tools. We have a wholesale marketplace. We have harvest tools. Basically, we're a suite of products that are specific to the various needs of cannabis companies at all steps in the supply chain. Boom. Love it. And what's our mission? Our mission is to be the most helpful company in cannabis, period. The end. I love it. Um, well, I think... If I'm listening to this episode, I just got a decent download of who Travis is and a little bit about Growflow. I'm going to ask you this on the spot random, but why should I listen to the next episode and why should I subscribe and leave a five-star review for this podcast right now? Yeah, great question. I mean, first and foremost, you know, Joe and I only have cannabis experience at Growflow. We're not going to teach you, the industry operators who know better than we do, how to grow the plant how to cultivate or or sell the plant to consumers or anything in between. What we're going to teach you is how to start a better cannabis business because we have done that, not necessarily in cannabis, but everywhere else over the course of time. And we've also figured out which of those, 
which of those learnings, which of those concepts, which of those frameworks work really, really well in this industry. And we want to pass those along to you. Um, I imagine that the industry influencers or the industry OGs have, have given you all the industry specific information you could possibly want. So we're actually going to bring you information from outside the industry, from technology, from business, from, you know, the world around you and let you know how to enmesh all of that with your cannabis business to make you actually a successful company of any kind, which is already by itself a profoundly difficult thing to do outside of a highly regulated industry, which you basically have to compete in. Um, so beyond that, we're also going to, sh to share the stories and the learnings from some of the top operators just like you and how they solved some of the biggest problems that you might be experiencing. And we'll basically dissect with them exactly how others could follow in their footsteps, among other things. Yeah. And I am the world's number one mistake maker. So I'm just going to show you all the things that I've screwed up. <laughs> and hopefully you don't do that too. Um, but seriously, first and foremost, if there's anybody you want to hear from, if there's any insights you want to learn, if there's any questions you want to know about how to scale a licensed cannabis business anywhere in the supply chain in any market, we have over 1,200 customers and uh, we will go find the answer. So you can email us podcast at growflow.com with your question and literally anything. What do you want? What do you want to learn? We're going to build this with you. Uh, the more information we get back from you, the better we can make this and uh, the more interesting it'll be. So that's the end of episode one. Any final thoughts? Don't don't hesitate to ask questions that might even be um, outside of your day-to-day. -day. If you think that you might have a problem on your hands or you are actively experiencing a problem, cannabis-related or otherwise, let us know. And if we personally haven't experienced that before and or come up with a solution, somebody on our team has, and we'll milk them for information before we hop on, uh, on an episode. So thanks for watching this first episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're watching or listening to it on so that we can go out and tickle the algorithms and get this in front of more people uh, so that we can help more cannabis businesses grow, manage, scale, optimize, and get to the next level. Thank you.